Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. A thread is asking people this morning, what's something that you loved as a kid but you hate as an adult? Yeah. Something you loved as a kid but hate as an adult. I thought we could start sharing our own idea, making our own list this morning, okay? Okay. 410-583-1065. I'll read through some of the answers that are on Reddit this morning, okay? Okay. Uh, one of them, getting mail. Getting oh, mail. Yeah. As a kid, do you remember <laughs> you would like run to the mailbox? Yeah, to see if anything had your name on it. And the off chance that like a friend had sent you a letter. Yeah, or, or grandparents yeah. or something. Birthday card. Best day ever. You see the mailman coming, you just run. Yeah. Can't wait to see what's in the mailbox. Now, I avoid it for about a week. I know. I go through all my bills. Every now and then my mom will send me a car, but that's here and there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it ain't the same. I don't like it anymore. I know. How about this one? Sleeping over at a friend's house. Now, when you were a kid. Yes. You... That makes me sad. You thrived when you were staying at a friend's house. That's all you wanted. Friday nights were like just you and, you, and your best friend. Or your cousin. You would just be so your excited. If Please. You could stay. But now think about it. Yeah. This this one alone says, um, it says, even if it's 2 a.m., I always pay for a 47-minute Uber to ride home so yes. I can sleep in my own bed and wake up in my own house. There's exactly. nothing better mm-hmm. than being in your own home nowadays, in your own bed. Oh, 100%. Nothing beats that. 410-583-1065. Think about the question. Have some fun with us this morning. Uh, what's something that you loved as a kid, but now you hate as an adult? You want to add to the list, Jess? This is embarrassing. I'm not proud of this at all, and I think it's disgusting. So when I was little... Probably, and, and it's also my thought this fall. He's the one who started giving me these. I'd say maybe like five or six. I would eat sandwiches, like white bread, with just mayonnaise in the middle. Mmm, okay. <laughs> Disgusting. Like, I was obsessed with them. Like, they were my favorite thing on the planet, and I would just eat them all the time. Yeah. Like, mayonnaise, sandwiches. And when I think about it now, I could probably throw up. Just think about it. But you would, like, you'd be so excited. Oh, I for love lunch. that. That's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, my, I call him my thatha, but he was, my, he's my grandpa, and that's all I wanted to eat for lunch. That's yeah. it. Disgusting. Let me give it one I thought about, is think about carnival rides. Mm-hmm. I used to love, like, when the county fair would come into town. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so excited. You know, it's the, I live in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Here it goes. The Gwinnett County Fair is coming in town. 
Let's go. I'd be the first one. It'd be school night or whatever. You roll in there. You ride all these rides that I'm sure are the most dangerous things in the whole entire world. Yes. You know? There's nothing less safe, I feel like, than a, than a town-to-town carnival. <laughs> yeah. Could you, Would you catch me dead on those things now? No. Absolutely not. There's not a chance. You. I'm never, I'm never going to seek out a carnival and go on the rides anymore. I love the rides, though. But back in the day... You used to love them. Let's start going through some of your text messages here, okay? Uh, used to love hanging out at the mall. Now I can't stand going to the mall. I'd rather, this is at one text, I'd rather go to uh, single standalone stores. Like, <laughs> why Why I need to go to a mall? For why? I still love going to the mall. Do you still like to go? I do. It exhausts me, man. But, but as but a that's kid. But you know me, though. I hate online shopping, so that's why. Jess is still living in 1994. I don't, I don't She trust likes it. Blockbuster and yeah. going Sue to the mall. Sue me. Sorry. <laughs> Her cell phone is also the size of a brick. I don't know <laughs> how she does it. Another text message says snow. How about just snow? Oh, my God. Think about back in the day. It would snow. You'd be so pumped for a snow day from school. Yeah. Now it snows. And you're like, how am I going to get to work? Yeah. Like, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. How about this text, Jess? How do you feel about this one? Because I used to love this, man. Don't put me in this situation now. Swimming in a public pool. Oh. How much? Yeah. How excited you used to get though back in the day? Oh, that was my the favorite thing. thing my favorite thing to do with my Nina: go to the pool in the neighborhood and hang out with the kids. And now, when I think about it, I don't know if I'm no, down. <laughs> I don't. It's not the same, especially post COVID. I don't think I'm gonna be no no kind of durham place. Uh uh-uh. uh. This one made me laugh. Uh, we're, we're talking about, by the way, there's a Reddit list this morning talking about the uh, things you used to love to do as a kid you can't stand doing now, though. Mm-hmm. Making new friends. Aw. <laughs> that one's just a little more difficult. It is actually really, really difficult. But we don't, you know, you don't, older. I don't really, I don't feel like I need as many. I used to love having all these friends around me all the time. Yeah. Now I'm just like, no, I don't think I really need that anymore. Hey, Nick, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. It's Cowboy. Hey, Jess, if you'd like to go to uh, some malls, try King of Prussia Mall up there in West Philadelphia. Okay. Dang, it's quite the drive. That's a good one. Cowboy, you got one to add to our listening? You used to like to do as a kid, but now you just can't can't stand doing it? Oh, what's that, with a kid? Yeah, well, let me let me give you one. How about talking on the phone? Do you still like talking on the phone or no, Cowboy? Well, what do you think I'm doing right now? Cowboy still <laughs> loves it. He's like, I'll talk, I'll talk on this phone until the day that's I die. That's true, that's true. No, my phone rings now. Thanks, Cowboy. Uh, my phone rings now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? We have a text right here. It says, going to bed. I feel that so much. Having a bedtime when I was a kid was like the worst thing on yeah, the planet. Yeah, that's like a reverse one. And now I want to yep. be in bed by 8 p.m. I gave you one more. Ready for this? Yeah. I really want to know your thoughts on this. Some people may still love this. This makes me just gag right Really? Text says Jell-O. Jell-O. You hate Jell-O? Can't do that stuff now, man. Why? What the hell is that? You don't, I mean. What do you put in my body? Jell-O shots are cool. (laughs) Okay, take the alcohol out of it. If you see a plate of Jell-O sitting there, you're telling me you're going to take a slice of of it? Okay, a plate of Jell-O? I don't know. But still in like the cups, you know, from the store, probably. You take that one? Yeah. All right. Is... Wedding anxiety, a real thing this far out. Mm-hmm. Because you're uh, you're thinking about getting married. In case you don't, in case you're new to our show, you haven't been here for a while, Jess just got engaged. Congratulations once again. Thank you. And you're planning on sometime maybe next summer right. as, as a date of, yes. of getting married. Right? right. So about a year and a half away. Yeah, but the thing is, is I can't, like the date and where I'm getting married are like the biggest steps because I can't do anything else 
if I don't have that information. So define this wedding anxiety that you're already having yeah. about literally 18 months before you even get married. And let's, let's see, as a married person, does this sound right or is this just Jess being Jess? And it's a, it's a serious question because I don't know if I'm the only one. It's gotten to the point where I think I have to have a limit on how late I look up wedding things because then I can't sleep. And, I'll, and also, it's not even just like scary thoughts or I mean there are scary thoughts but I just when I lay down I'm thinking of all the possibilities just because there are so many possibilities what flowers do we need I mean not you know even just fun things yeah Yeah, yeah. right and then I can't sleep but I think the biggest thing too is like this guest list because we have to have some details together in order to get a proposal from possible venues and just starting that process of you know the possibility of having to deal with negative reactions and you know who can come and who can't right. and how to how to do this and who to contact and i think a lot of it too is obviously trying to do it from maryland and cooperate with my family in california with the time difference but sure. sometimes even if i'm like excited about something and i'm talking about like a cool thing like what kind of dj we're gonna have like my back will start flaring up because <laughs> i'm like the dj sets the tone for the reception so if i get a bad one it's gonna suck like all of these thoughts are it's you, crazy are you losing sleep over it yeah Wow, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that it's normal this this far out. You think so? You because think it's this is not. You think it's just me? I I think this might be a you thing. Yeah. Because I I think back to my I was I was married for ten years, and I this is either a good sign or a bad sign. I either don't remember being that stressed out about it, or. This far removed, I don't remember all the stress that came with the wedding. And I don't remember, uh-huh. I don't know which one it is, to be honest with you, but I, I don't remember being, we only had eight months to plan our wedding. That's so insane. It was very fast. And I just On don't- On purpose? You guys were like, let's do it, let's do it? We wanted to do a fall wedding, so it was either going to be eight months or a year and eight months. Yeah. And so yeah, I see. We decided we were going to try to cram it in before then. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember, I don't remember like losing sleep over it. And this kind of makes me worried for you because you do have such a long way to go. I'm having a hard time dealing with my emotions because like I'm, I'm fe- the happy emotions and the scared emotions, I'm feeling so intensely. Yeah. Like both equally as intense. And so I'm just having a hard time on how to regulate. Daniel from White Marsh. So what is our dilemma today? Do you think stepkids are ever really considered your kids? Uh, I would hope I, so. I, I, yeah. Well, why Why do you ask? So, I got married in September. and Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I already have two sons. Mm-hmm. One's eight and one's nine. And my wife has a 13-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. I consider her my daughter. And um, we're all great. <laughs> so, what happened was, on Christmas, we went to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Right. And my sister and her daughter were there, and everybody exchanged presents, except that my sister conspicuously did not give my new stepdaughter a present. And thinking it's an oversight, you know, I brought it up with her later, and she straight up was like, that is not your real daughter. I don't consider her my niece. I'm not going to be buying her presents. How old is she, by the way? How old is your stepdaughter? Okay. That's some that's a very impressionable age to like be purposely left out of something. Yeah, so so this like why why do you think why do you think there was such 
like animosity? Is there anything that happened between your your wife and her, or is this? Well, now before that, no. It, it's just more that my sister's. You know, she's been married for a long time, and she's kind of a traditionalist. Oh. She considers like that the so family. You you have the scarlet letter on your back because you're you're yeah. the divorced one. Oh. Yeah, I got divorced, wow. and I got remarried, and I'm bringing this new wife into the family. And so so where where is your wife's head at right now since that happened? She, she's pissed. She you know she's like. We're a family, you know. My sons are. She considers them her sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're her stepsons. I consider my stepdaughter my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also don't want to like impose my like feelings on my sister, you know, like because technically she's right. So I'm not really sure. Oh, you know, I'm not really sure. I don't want to make her feel a certain way that she doesn't feel. Right, right. Well, uh, happy holidays. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's how it seems to go sometimes. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's get some phone calls. 410-583-1065. I mean, when someone gets married, should you consider the stepkids like part of the immediate family? Are you on the other side being like, not technically, no. Oh like, that's God. not really part of like, they, they, he wasn't there when she was born. That's not her real dad. That's not, you know, the, the sister has no obligation to buy it for this other child. That's not really you know, blood related at all. Do you think his sister was in the wrong for not getting the gift? 410-583-1065. Thoughts? I think that is so rude of your sister. Like, I can't believe that she did that, especially on Christmas. And it felt very, like, vindictive. Like, she was purposely trying to leave your daughter out. Like, I know you say she's your stepdaughter, but... I mean, to me, it's like if you're a blended family, like that's your daughter. There doesn't even need to be a step in front of that. And I would hope that your family would be welcoming and treat them and treat her. So you think sister's in the wrong? Yeah. I can't believe she did that. I, I agree. I think sister's in the wrong. But to play her side for a second, like if somebody, so as you know, as, as a 39 and a half year old, I refuse to say 40 yet. Stop in um, a half. I, I literally <laughs> will, I know the feeling here. It does get really tricky when you start to blend family of like what's coming in, what's going out, who's really considered part of this, who's not. So I can I see the trickiness in this. And there may be some people that literally sit back and say, that's not your real kid. There should be no obligation for your sister to feel like but, but she has to provide a, that to somebody else. This isn't a girlfriend. This is his wife. They're married. They're a family. Danielle from Edgewood, good morning. Good morning. So what do you think? Do you think the sister was in the wrong for, for not having the holiday gift for the for the stepchild? Uh, no. No. No way is she wrong. How it, so? Because I'm having a hard time seeing that perspective this morning. Well, because the stepkids are not really her kids. I'm a stepmom. I have a stepson. Okay. But he's not mine. You see what I'm saying? So I don't I don't buy him gifts. I'm his, his dad's wife. So even and, though you guys are married, so you guys are fully married, right? Yes. And you don't look at his son from a previous marriage as your actual child? No, he's not. He's he's not my blood. I I didn't have him. I have nothing to do with him. I mean, he has a mom. I'm not his mom. I'm his dad's wife. So, absolutely. The sister's not wrong in any way. So, do you have have biological children? Yeah, I do. So, and and you provide them with with gifts and and love and support and everything else? Absolutely. but, Absolutely, they're my kids. I had them. They're my blood. Yes, my kids are my kids. But you, and I love them. But your stepson, you, you just, you're basically just roommates with. It sounds like at this point. I, if you want to call it that, sure. But he's not mine. Yeah, I, I didn't have him. 
I mean, is that a, how's your relationship with him? How do you guys get along? He's fine. You know, he's a kid, but he's not my kid. I mean, you know, he's, he's a good kid, but it, I, he doesn't belong to me. Some kids are not your real kids. Okay. They're just... Okay. Kids are the one you're married to. Do do you feel like most step parents feel this way? Oh yeah, for sure. Everybody feels this way. They're probably not going to talk about it and admit it, but it, but it's the truth. Everybody feels this way. Oh, okay. For sure. All right. Well, thank you for calling us. Mm. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. A four ten five eight three one zero six five. This is uh, Paigey from Baltimore City. Hey Paigey, good morning. Good morning. What What do you think? I mean, are stepkids, should they be considered part of the family once you marry somebody else? Yes. I feel like they should be considered a part of the family. I don't think that it is fair to isolate a child just because that is not, that because they are not kin. That's when a lot of underlying issues come up and considering the fact that he is married and he should put his wife first and he definitely should consider her feelings. So technically, like he said, yeah, she's, you know, the daughter is not his child, but that's still definitely wrong to not include her or make her feel welcome. Because now, say it again. So are you, are you a stepmom? I used to be a okay. stepmom. And so did you and consider that child as your own? Because it sounds like the one we just talked to is kind of like, listen, absolutely. it ain't my blood, it ain't my problem kind of thing. No, I never said that. That wasn't me. No, the woman before you said that. No, but yeah. did, you oh, ever, yeah. did you ever feel that way? Because the, the woman we just had on the phone was basically no. saying step parents actually feel that. They're just never going to admit mm-hmm. that. Do you agree with that? No, not all step parents feel that way. And I don't appreciate her for putting everybody in the same bubble as how she feels. Yeah, yeah. okay. So that, let, let that be known. I treated my ex just as ex's daughter just like she was mine and i've been in her life since she was about four and a half Mm -hmm. so you know years later now that we're not you know together i still don't treat her any different and anytime i went and got my daughter something she got something we go and get hair and everything done yeah even though she has a mom that is still that it's like a blended family you can't just oh that's not my blood that's very disrespectful and that's kind of some morals that you shouldn't even be in a marriage. Just be by yourself or just date. Lauren from Baltimore, do you agree with that theory? I think that Cinderella's stepmom that was just on is (laughs) completely wrong. I don't know where she came from. I don't know what CPS needs to go get her kids and her step, but are you kidding me? So, they are innocent children. If, if you just tuned in, we had a woman that called in just to give her opinion on the topic and said that I'm a stepmom and I don't treat my now husband's child the same way I treat my child. And she went on to say that the majority of step parents actually feel that way, but they're just not going to verbally admit that out loud to you. Yeah. So Lord, when you hear that, like, what do you, you completely disagree then? I completely disagree. I didn't need my stepfather to tell me he didn't like me. I knew just by his actions, by the fact that he treated his daughters better than me. I did not ask to be living in his house. I did not ask for my mom to be part of his family. Okay. But I was. Well, then wait a minute. Then For for going back to to her statement of step-parents feeling this way, it sounds like possibly in your situation, is that how your stepdad treated you? Oh, yeah, and he's dead now, and I'm happy about it. Oh, wow. Well, I mean... I, <laughs> he was a bad guy. I can't see why you wouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. That'd be super frustrating. And it's heartbreaking to hear, honestly. Yeah. 
Thank you for calling us. 410-583-1065. This is Angie, Angie from Rosedale. Hey, Angie, good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going, guys? We're good. Do you agree that should, should stepkids be considered like full blood when it comes to somebody's family? Absolutely. If you got a heart, you know, I mean, it's just absolutely be a caring person. My family always treated my stepkids like they were mine. And they're grown now, and my family still gives them gifts. I mean, I get the grandkids gifts and everything. I just, if you're going to have that commitment, you need to have a heart and and everybody needs to be on the same page. Because mm-hmm. that other woman that called in, she was awful, heartless. We don't feel that way because we have hearts. We are human beings. So you, you, you I have step. You need to be a caring, loving person. That woman was awful to call in a couple times ago. <laughs> you, you have so you have stepkids. Yes, I do. And how, you, you, how long have you been a stepmother? For twenty years, I've been a stepmom. Mm-hmm. And you one hundred percent feel and act as those kids are your own blood. Yep, go to the games. I went to the baseball games, the soccer games. I went to them all. The field trips, everything. Has your family always treated them like they're your own? Since day one. Okay. Since day one. All right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is a time of the week where we turn our attention to a very enlightened 10-year-old. We call this segment Dear Abby. She's a 10-year-old who's really savvy. Just gets advice with Dear Abby. And in case you're new to our show, first welcome. Glad to have you here. Who is Abby, Jess? Abby is my 10-year-old niece in San Diego, California. I'm really close with my family. And Abby likes to tell people what to do. And so now I just listen to her and talk to her about what's going on in my life. And what is happening this week? I need to know if I'm possibly a loser because <laughs> apparently... Possibly. What are you, in high school? Like, what? I mean, I don't know, man. I, apparently I'm supposed to have a posse of friends, so I needed to talk to Abby about this. Abby, can I ask you for some advice? Yep. How many friends do you think a grown-up is supposed to have? Because a situation just recently happened that has me questioning myself a little bit. I ran into someone that I knew. He was like, yo, 
where's your posse? And it was just me and And I'm like, my posse is just us two. This is my posse. And he was like, well, this is my posse. And there's like 12, 15 people there. And I'm like, are we supposed to have a posse? Am I supposed to have a posse? How many friends do you think adults are supposed to have? Well, my mom has at least 15 friends living in San Diego alone. Mm-hmm. Alone. Mm-hmm. Alone. That's not to include the 25 other in Ranch Cucamonga, mm-hmm. the 36 other mm-hmm. in, in all the Boston. other places. Yeah. What? You need to have friends. Don't be antisocial. Well, I do have friends, but they are across the country. So it's just me and him here. So he's my posse in Maryland. You should have some nearby friends so you have people to talk to and what drink if- alcohol and stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you have like a lot of friends, but they're bad friends, you should get better friends who are not bad friends. Quality, not quantity. Thanks, Ab. Love you. Love you. I feel, like, I feel like she was just pulling numbers. Oh, like, yeah. What? Just 36? You, she's like, my mom has 36 friends in Denver. She has 19 in Phoenix. Yeah, like, yeah just, first of all, there's four, and I know who they are. <laughs> Abby. <laughs> like, this topic makes me so always feel so insecure when it talks about adult friendships, because I, I don't know how this is supposed to look. Yeah. Like, I was actually, it's funny this came up this week, because I, yesterday I found this article talking about how many good friends you're supposed to have when you're an adult. Yeah. And it says that, like, the average adult has about 10 good friends. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, you're like, okay, so Jess, yeah. Kiki, my mom. <laughs> can we count, can we count mothers in that? Because, like, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Dude, but look, imagine me, I had an adult say to my adult face, yeah. where's your posse? I was like, like uh, what? I, I'm, I don't know. I didn't know I needed a posse. I will say the hardest part about moving to Maryland has been making friends hands down. Yeah. Like it's been the tough, and I don't even know why this move has been so, I think because of COVID, it kind of switched some things up as we moved in. Like what number of friends do you think you feel comfortable with? Because mm-hmm. I'm an introvert. I don't need a ton of friends, mm-hmm. but like you're my, <laughs> like Jess is like my only friend. Yeah. So. Or do we, I feel like you and I just have an issue because I feel like I talk to you and I get that out of my system because yeah. you're like my best girlfriend. And then I go <laughs> and home best guy and best guy friend <laughs> and then I go home and I have garage and then we talk. So to me, I'm like, I'm cool. What are text messages saying, Jess? Lindsay says, I have maybe two adult friends and I sadly feel like Kramer and Jess are my friends because <laughs> I hear from them more than any real ones. And honestly, so I relate to that so much because I, you guys know more about me than any of my family and friends too. So I feel like I really relate to that. Yeah. Another text right here. I only have my husband and possibly one friend, but barely hang out. So don't feel bad. Okay. Maybe that's right. Hey, Cheryl, good morning. I'm calling to tell you how much I missed you both last uh-uh. week. Oh, Cheryl, Cheryl. <laughs> how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I mean, yeah, they played the repeats and yeah. I listened to them, but... It's not the same. I like the, I like the real deal. It's not the same. I completely agree, by the way. it's Whenever we go out of town, it does feel... It does feel different, and we're so appreciative because I, I wish we could be here every day, but every now and then we got to take a, va- a, a vacation, a break as well. A break. Yeah. You need a vacation. Yeah. And let me tell you about what you're talking about this morning, about the friends. Yeah, yeah. How, many friend, how many friends do you have, Cheryl? I have three okay. close friends okay. that I can count on. Okay. Okay. And I've got their back. They've got mine. Do, do Everybody you, else is just an acquaintance. Do you okay. feel Do you feel good with that number? Do you feel like you need more friends? You know, the average no. apparently the average person no. in Maryland has about ten good friends. 
I am good with that. And you know what's funny is my, my daughter, who's 23, she has three really good friends. And she says, Mom, I also have a lot of acquaintances. Yeah. Our son, who's 27, he's got two really good friends, and the rest are just acquaintances. Like, they'll hang out and go to dinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. They'll go to a baseball game. But... Those two or three that you have mean everything to you. It's true. Yes, Listen. that you can actually count on. It's true. I need to know if there is a good cop and bad cop in every relationship because in mine, I think I am the bad cop <laughs> and it, it's not even like I didn't choose this life. And I think Garage Boy has chosen this life for me and I'm honestly not happy about it. What's happening? So, <laughs> this past weekend, we are we went out to eat, and at the end of the meal, our server, like, disappeared. And I'm very, like, patient because I served for, like, seven or eight years, you know? Yeah. And I'm just chilling. It's not, like, crazy busy. And I'm like, okay, maybe she went on break and, like, didn't tell someone to cover. Whatever, 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 right? But now it's, like, 20 minutes, and I'm, obviously, we're kind of getting stir-crazy. And at this point, it's like, so, like, we need to, like, get it. All the other servers are, like, ignoring our table because we're not in their section. And I'm right. like, all right, now this is just getting annoying. And so I'm sitting there, and I know that my boyfriend, Garage Boy, is, like, getting annoyed, too, you so know? You can, you can feel his frustration. Yeah. This isn't, isn't just you. No, it's not just me. Okay. No, we're like sharing the same feeling and same emotion. And I go to the restroom and I don't like see her anywhere. And I'm like assuming like maybe like he'll do something and like say something or ask anyone, you know, and I come back and he hasn't done anything. And so I then like handle the situation. Did he ask you to? No. Did he say, hey, go find a server? Hey, but you you just felt like somebody's got to handle it. Yeah. And obviously he's not making the effort effort to do it. Or movement. So I obviously have now got to step in as the unwanted bad cop in this situation. Totally. I got to do it. Yeah. So I handle the situation and we, we, it's done and over. And then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, this is not the first time in our relationship that this has happened ever. And I'm noticing a pattern that he does this whenever we're in any type of situation like this, whether it be like out somewhere, you know, or even in like a social situation. Like, I think that he purposely sits back and just waits for me to pop for off because be he knows cop. I'll do it. So when did you end up confronting him about this? When we got home and we were making dinner, I just got so upset about it because I'm like, listen, I think that this is an actual issue. Just recorded to listen. Why do you do it? Why is this a thing? <laughs> you wait for me to get frustrated about something at a restaurant and you sit there quietly like it's not bothering you, even though it is bothering you, but you won't say anything. So I look like the hole. Do you do that on purpose? No. Are you swear? <laughs> I swear. I don't do that on purpose. I didn't wait for you to ask. But why didn't you ask? Just in hopes that she'd come around, but she didn't. You don't secretly... Just hold off on things like that, knowing that I'm going to be the one to speak up? No. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't. I think the whole interaction was a lie. Okay, I'm curious. Can we get phone calls going? In your relationship, is there a good cop and a bad cop? Because y'all, honestly, in my marriage, when I was married, oh, yeah. 
I would for sure let my wife be the bad cop. I would almost force her to be the bad cop. Like in that situation, I'd be like, hey, hey, go tell that server that we're really annoyed with her and that she needs to like get, take care of our check like right now. But I don't know if most relationships are like that or we're just, a, you know, two crazy people. It's not fair. Lisa, is there a good cop and a bad cop in your relationship? In every relationship I've ever been in, I have been the bad cop. And even in most of my friendships, if we go out, I am the bad cop. Do you want to be this role? This is what we're trying to figure out. Do you just like, just naturally? Because I, I, listen, surprisingly, I was the good cop in. And you're not the good cop and in, I, real and I, in real life. In real life, I'm the terrible cop. And you know what, Lisa? I'm happy that you made that point about your friendships, too. And I think that's why I'm so frustrated and I probably blew up is because I am that as well. And it's not fair. Yeah, I think it's because I'm like really patient until I'm not. Yeah. So, and then it's like, uh, it's just like mouth vomit, and I just can't wait, stop. Like that's yeah. wait, that's interesting. Is it because is it because you're the nicer person that you have to be the bad cop? Because if like the more not nice, the least nice person, no. if they're the bad cop, it no. could get really bad. That's a cop out. I feel I like, like that no, theory. I think that's a cop out, and I think that's an excuse, and I feel like it's because nobody else wants to deal with it. Listen, this is a very interesting experiment we're doing this morning. Thank you so much for calling. No problem. Thanks. Chrissy from Pasadena. Let me get Chrissy on. Hey, Chrissy, good morning. Good morning. In your relationship, is there a good cop and a bad cop? There is, and I'm the bad cop. And do you want to be the bad cop? Did you guys like sit down and discuss this? Like, if, when things get tense, who's going to handle it? No, and that's the problem because he's the big muscle brute guy of the relationship. He looks intimidating. People don't approach him. And I'm like the social butterfly. I'm friends with everybody. But when it comes to having to lay down the wall or getting upset or, you know, you order your food and it's not right, yeah. I end up being the one to complain. Every time. Every time. And what? then everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'm sick of it. We need love, too. I'm tired of yes. it. Why do I want you... him to do it. Yes. <laughs> why do you think it is that way? If you're the nicer person and he's the intimidating looking person, why do you feel like that you are the good cop then? He I'm tells the me cop. it's because he doesn't like confrontation. Ugh. Jess, why you does, roll your eyes? Because Garage Boy is the same <laughs> freaking way, and I can't take it anymore. Is this- yes, I don't like confrontation, but when you're spending your money, or especially in times like now, you want things to be correct, and you want things to be right. And it's not fair that everyone thinks they're chill. Oh, they're so easy going. You know what? So am I. But I don't get to be. And I'm <laughs> sick and tired of it. I got to go yell about this radish that's on your damn uh, hamburger over here. Okay? Do, okay, let me ask you this question. This is just our, our little informal poll that we're doing. Do you think that the woman always has to be the bad cop? Well, so far, it's all women. And it's not fair. Hey, uh, another Kramer. Hi, Kramer from Columbia. Good morning. Yeah, Kramer with the C. Hi. Is there a good cop, bad cop in your relationship? Absolutely. And I'm the bad cop. I always thought it was a woman thing to be pinned as the bad cop. But now hearing everyone's opinions, I'm really like, don't feel so alone anymore. This is, I think it's super interesting as we're talk, kind of breaking this down this morning. So like, give me an example of when you have to play the bad cop. Bad cop. It's normally when we go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'll go to Baltimore City just to hang out, and yeah. I have to be the one to decide where to go, when to go, what to do. 
And it just gets really stressful when we just want to have, like, a chill time together, just kind of exploring. So yeah, and you're tired. Let's, you're tired. Let's say this. I'm, I'm going to give you a scenario. You tell me who handles this in your relationship. Let's just say that uh, a plumber comes to your house to repair your toilet, and it's going to be $300 more than they told you it was going to be over the phone. Who's handling that situation? Me, 100%. That, that's actually happened before with a couch that we had that we couldn't get in our front door. And so you, he was even discussion? Was he, hey, you, you go handle that, you go handle that, you go handle it. No, he, he goes in the room with, our bedroom with the dog. Oh, <laughs> oh That man runs away. No. He runs away. He's like, I am it. mad. Handle it. I'm getting mad. <laughs> This is funny to me, man. I'm so upset. This, is, this may be a thing in every relationship. Okay, let me get on Jasmine. This is interesting. Hey, Jasmine from Pikesville, good morning. Hey, good morning. You were, you're like a reformed bad cop. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. I realized, like, you, like uh, most men, they kind of sit there and wait to see what you do, and most women will take the lead. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, set an expectation and then delegate the expectation so like just in a scenario like yours like yeah. if i'm going to the rest to the restroom i'm like hey make sure this bill's paid before we go hey! That's <laughs> boss. We have kids too, and it's the same in the house. Like if they're running around, I just now it's to the point I can kind of give them like a side eye. Like you got to take care of them. Yes. <laughs> you know? so- and now it's like the expectation is set. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.